No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that it is wise to keep the King's commandment and to discern both time and judgment. God judges the wicked, but blesses the one who fears him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 on Simply the Bible. Life is an enigma, a puzzle, a perplexing journey. Some things make perfect sense, and we say amen. Other things make no sense at all. I will never forget when I was a young pastor, just learning how to do it, and my pastor asked me to go with him on a visitation. The visitation was with a family who had just lost their nine-year-old boy. His father was a trucker, and he took his boy with him on a trip, and the boy was in the sleeper, and somehow he managed to wedge the window open while he was on the freeway, and he fell to his death. It was a tragic, tragic incident, and I never forgot having to go to that family and minister to them. In that situation, what can you say? There are no words. None of it makes any sense. This father so loved his son and had done everything that he could to block that window and and seal it, but somehow his son managed to get out. Why do I bring up such a terrible, tragic story? It's because there are so many things in life that simply don't make sense, and Solomon is taking that on. We continue in Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Who is like a wise man, and who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the sternness of his face is changed. Now, earlier in life, Solomon knew all about wisdom. He asked for it, and God gave it to him generously. He wrote Ecclesiastes, however, later in life, when his many marriages to foreign women had drawn his heart away from the Lord. Nevertheless, he still understood the value of wisdom. Possessing wisdom adds immeasurable value to life and eternity. It makes a person's face shine with joy and peace. A person may naturally appear cross or even irritated, but wisdom brings a softening to the countenance. I can still see the face of my grandmother, Alice, whom we affectionately called Nana. She loved the Lord and led her Sunday school department for 40 years. She always had a beautiful glow about her, even into her 80s. Now, I had the privilege of conducting her funeral, and I chose for my text Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteous like the stars forever and ever. So no matter what you go through life, having wisdom is a great asset. Verse 2, I say, keep the king's commandment for the sake of your oath to God. Do not be hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand for an evil thing, for he does whatever pleases him. Where the word of the king is, there is power. And who may say to him, what are you doing? He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful. 
Now, as a king himself, Solomon knew all about royal etiquette. He knew what worked and what didn't. He had been a king and he saw those who were submitted to his leadership and those who were not. So he counsels people, look, be obedient to the king. Keep the king's commandment. This is for your own good. Don't be hasty to leave. Don't turn away. Now, in our culture, loyalty is a lost art, and there are many people who will abandon a cause as soon as it doesn't work for them, and they leave, and they are disloyal. But Solomon says that's not wise for you to quickly leave the presence of the king just because you don't like what he is saying. Don't defy him by standing for an evil cause. There may be those who are forming a coup against the king and you are tempted to throw in your lot with them because you don't like what's going on. But he says that's not wise. If you stand for an evil cause, it may be to your own detriment. The reason is because the king's word is power. He has authority. Now, of course, in those days, the king had all authority. And Solomon, you see early on, he had to put to death some people for David uh, because David didn't deal with it. So Solomon is saying, don't mess with the king by defying his orders. And you might find yourself in that category. Therefore, Keep the king's commandment and keep yourself from harm. Verse 5. And a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment, because for every matter there is a time and judgment. Though the misery of man increases greatly, for he does not know what will happen. So who can tell him when it will occur? No one has power over the spirit to retain the spirit, and no one has power in the day of death. There is no release from that war, and wickedness will not deliver those who are given to it. So this idea of the need to discern both time and judgment. Now again, this is within the context of somebody who is serving a king. And you need to know that there's a time for things, there's a judgment for things, there's a time to wait for the right opportunity, and there's a time when you can get ahead of that and it would be to your own detriment. We see this with David. David was in a situation where he had been anointed to be king, and yet Saul was pursuing his life. And during that time, he didn't know if he would live or die. His misery increased greatly, but he had to exercise discernment in waiting on the Lord and choosing not to lift his hand against the Lord's anointed. So Solomon says there is no power to retain or release the spirit at death. You don't control your spirit. You can't decide when you're going to release your spirit. The only one that could do that was Jesus. And he said, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. But Solomon also says that wickedness will not deliver those who are given to it. So if you go the way of wickedness, just know that it's not going to deliver you when you need it to. Verse 9, all this I have seen and applied my heart to every work that is done under the sun. There is a time in which one man rules over another to his own hurt. Now Solomon's counsel to obey the king was with the understanding that a king can rule over others to their own hurt. In other words, the king can wrongfully oppress his subjects. Now is that an excuse for rebellion? Solomon would say that rebellion is unwise. 
Peter would seem to agree with this. Speaking to servants, submitting to their masters, Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2.18, Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable. If because of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if, when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. Peter then points out how Christ suffered unjust treatment, and we are called to follow his steps. But there are limits to this. There is a time for civil disobedience when to obey the king would cause one to disobey God or to violate one's conscience. When the Sanhedrin commanded Peter and John not to speak anymore in the name of Jesus, Peter and John responded, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. As we seek to be righteous people living in an unrighteous world and often with unrighteous people in authority, the lines are not always clear. This calls for the wisdom and discernment that comes from prayer and a firm adherence to the word of God. Verse 10, Then I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone from the place of holiness, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This also is vanity, because this sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before him, but it will not be well with the wicked, nor will he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he does not fear before God. So Solomon sees a wicked man who even went to church. You know, he was worshiping in the place of holiness, but he was still wicked. He was a hypocrite. And yet everybody came to his funeral, probably because he was wealthy. Solomon also observed that because a sentence was not executed speedily, that it encouraged people to do evil. That happens in our court systems when justice is not executed swiftly. Nevertheless, it will go well with those who fear God. God is the ultimate judge and he will reward the righteous, but it will not go well with the wicked. There is a vanity which occurs on earth that there are just men to whom it happens according to the work of the wicked. Again, there are wicked men to whom it happens according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. And there are many that have pointed this out in Scripture. You know, Asaph said, look, I almost stumbled because when I saw the wicked prospering, it seems like everything's going right for them. And here I am trying to do the right thing and nothing's going right for me. Job also experienced bad things happening to a good person. This is just one of those things that so many times does not make sense in life. So I commended enjoyment because a man has nothing better under the sun than to eat, drink, and be merry, for this will remain with him in his labor all the days of his life, which God gives him under the sun. I like what Warren Wiersbe says concerning this verse. This admonition is not the foolish eat, drink, and be merry philosophy of the unbelieving hedonist. 
Rather, it is the positive faith outlook of God's children who accept life as God's special gift and know that he gives us all things richly to enjoy. Instead of complaining about what we don't have, we give thanks for what we do have and enjoy it. Verse 16, when I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on earth, even though one sees no sleep day or night, then I saw all the work of God that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. For though a man labors to discover it, yet he will not find it. Moreover, though a wise man attempts to know it, he will not be able to find it. It's an amazing thing to just see how unsuccessful man is to try to figure out the future or to try to figure out what God is up to. Good luck. Paul says in Romans eleven thirty three, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. God himself says, As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. We can't figure them out, but we do know that God blesses those who are righteous. He holds them in his hand and ultimately he will visit every person according to what they have done. And in that, we can rest. Even though we may not understand the day-to-day stuff that God is doing or why circumstances are coming at us the way they are, we can trust God even when life hurts. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see that the same things happen to all, but the righteous are in God's hand, and wisdom is better than strength. Therefore, enjoy God's blessings and work wholeheartedly. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ecclesiastes on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.